Welcome to episode 97 of the Book Wars Pod, the only local podcast that reads Star Wars books to underprivileged 30 to 50 feral hogs. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a piece of shit. Well, you couldn't even you couldn't even wait till we were talking about the problems on Pygel to work it into the actual oh, conversation. No, you you challenged me on Twitter, and I was like, I'm not gonna fucking let him do this before me. <laughs> You oh guys are both the worst people, and I God. don't know why we do a podcast with you. Uh, yeah, our yeah. our friend Katie, our friend Katie keeps like asking me what the Feral Hogs meme is because she is not extremely online, and I'm just like, do you just think very carefully if you want to know? <laughs> I mean, the first that I looked at, somebody asked today, and I searched buzzfeed and the letter f and the first thing that came up was buzzfeed feral hogs so oh my god i sent the same link to another person who asked me what that was yep i'm um, so angry today we are reading and analyzing to our feral hogs oh my god <laughs> i hate you <laughs> master and apprentice by claudia gray chapters 1 through 11 <laughs> it, at least she's not singing already. I thought she was literally just gonna start singing because that's what she's been doing. Oh, I've so. had I've had baby sharks stuck to my head, but it's the free. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> it's horrible. Oh no! It's all horrible. <laughs> Maybe later. If I have more of this beer, please. Please that I have don't. not started drinking yet. What so. are you fuckers <laughs> drinking? God Christ. Uh, I'm actually just drinking water. We went out for drinks earlier to uh, Upslope Brewing Company in boulder uh it was very good uh but i am tired now and so not drinking anymore happy anniversary fuckers thank you three years of legally recognized stuff (laughs) hating each other but loving each other (laughs) wait who's three years of it costing money to get rid of each other Uh uh-huh yep this is an aside but who was i getting really confused about getting married recently um because oh was this in real life a dream or something in star wars (laughs) no i think you were asking me about getting married in canada and i got really confused and started talking about uh like doma (laughs) because i forgot that some people are straight that was very funny (laughs) jesus miranda why do you have to be so homonormative all the time It was very funny. I was like, yeah, me and Quinn aren't going to have to deal. I don't, we're, none of this applies to us, but thank you for your time. We're both American citizens. And he's a man and I'm a woman. Because of the law. So literally nothing that you're talking about has anything to do with anything. But thanks. It was very funny. Oh, my God. Kate, are you still drinking? That's incredible. Did you have your nap? Of of course I'm still drinking. (laughs) Yes, the answer to that question is yes. Well, I had to sleep off beer round one. I'm on beer round two because I have problems. Oof, that went a little bit farther than I thought it was going to (laughs) go. I opened it and it just went boop. 
Um, so no, we know it was just very funny. <laughs> um, so we got a multi pack of Avery Brewing stuff at the store because Avery is delicious and also local. And I still need to buy you this shirt. Anyway, Kate's please be please be proud of me. It is a hazy-ish IPA. Ooh. Um, brewed with Rocky Mountain water, malted barley, malted wheat, flaked oats, hops, Simcoe, Amarillo. Azaka and mosaic and yeast because yeast pod. Yay. Yeast pod. So yeah, no, this is, this is pretty good. That, sounded, that this. sounds great. It sounds like it has a lot of like, um, it sounds really malty though. So it mm-hmm. sounds like it's pr- pr- pretty well balanced. Yeah, no, it's, it, no, I don't hate malty. Oh, good. <laughs> so, here we are. How about y'all? Um, go ahead, Miranda. I'm drinking something. Okay. <laughs> I am drinking Fruitlands. By Modern Times Beer, which is a brewery here in Portland. Modern Times, yes. Okay. I sometimes. <laughs> I have a gift card somewhere. I think it might be on the door. Um, <laughs> but oh <my> this. <laughs> There's a reason it's on the door. We can explain that later. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, it no. is sour tropical fruit gosa. Um, Fruitlands is tart, fruity, and frighteningly delicious. The sour, salty base beer lays down the funky refreshment, while a heavy dose of passion fruit and guava turns the whole thing into a wall-to-wall tropical fruit fiesta. It's a marvelous mix of elements that collides with your mouth like a fruit-filled asteroid of flavor traveling at the supersonic speed of party. Damn. Um, Of party. There's a lot happening. Thank God. I would say that the description is a little over-exaggerated. I had one earlier. Um, it's good, but it's a, it's pretty understated. <laughs> okay. So okay. I would not describe it as a fiesta or a supersonic party of whatever the fuck. Maybe they were being sarcastic. That feels like yeah, maybe they actually hate this beer. <laughs> oh my god. Well, no, but I mean, maybe it's just like, actually, it's understated. Yeah, but... it's like... Can I try it? Yeah, I mean, it's good. I like it, but it's not... It's not even that sour. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that is really understated. Kind of like weed. That's it. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> You're just, just tasting it. Oh my god! Um, Incredible. I'm I had drinking a... Fort George City of Dreams. Yeah. Five point five percent alcohol by volume. Ooh, this is the one that I be. say has the stuff that is in the same. Uh, style as my tattoo and Miranda goes it looks nothing like no, her you tattoo said, you said it looks like my tattoo you did not initially say it was in the same style which is correct you and Chris can go fucking <laughs> choke on a dick because we're both <laughs> like this and it's horrible <laughs> I don't want to do that. With, our, with our dedication to correct things <laughs> wow okay with your dedication to when someone admits that they're like, yes, I said it incorrectly the first time, and I've since corrected myself. And you're well, like, but no. you said it wrong well, the no, first time. Like, that wasn't what you said, no, though. So you oh just said, you started dragging me for, like... For pedantry is what it is. After... You both are the worst. That, thank you, Kate. Well, she, <laughs> Jesus. they're arguing. They're like, no, you're wrong about saying that we said you were wrong. <laughs> oh, my no. fucking God. Miranda, Miranda, I see you. I... <laughs> She I witness your, your existence. So disgusting. Incorrectly drag like feel free to drag me for anything. <laughs> when that was except when you're drag. except when she's like the wrong. past twenty four hours of feral hog memes. Oh my 
fucking god. Can we talk about Star Wars before I quit the pod? Because you're both the worst people I've yes, ever met. <laughs> this is a good book, and I want to talk about it. I know. I want to talk about it and not quit the pod out of rage on my anniversary. Hi. What? Star Wars. Um, oh. Okay. So. All right. Where and where are when and where are we in the universe? This we is... actually got like a definitive answer to this one, which is a refreshing change of pace after going through uh, Dooku Jedi Lost and Most Wanted, neither of which have a set timeline. <laughs> yeah, this only has two timelines so far, which is great. <laughs> and only one of them matters. Like it's just yeah, the, the one that matters, just, and then Child the Qui Gon just for like color commentary. Exactly. Um, uh, Obi Wan is seventeen, and he has a rat tail. Um, <laughs> he does. Accurate. It's, it's true. A braided rat tail, but it's still a rat Which tail. Is a fancy oh, rat tail. It is a fancy rat tail. Um, oh my god. And and uh, Qui Gon's forty, which he says. <laughs> um, sure is. And this is four years before the Phantom Menace, because. Someone wrote that in the outline for me. <laughs> um, yes. So the Phantom Menace, I believe, I don't know where this is from, but I believe I know that Obi-Wan is 21 in the Phantom Menace because Anakin is 11. Is oh. he 10 years older than Anakin? And he's 10 years older than Anakin. Oh, shit. Oh, cool. And up until this point, um, the Jedi who they're going to go see on Pijal is Pyjol. Pyjol. I've been listening to this on audiobooks, so I'm really <laughs> not here to remember. I just know I've also been reading it. So, um, Pyjol, uh, speaking of Anakin, <laughs> he was five when he entered the Order and Anakin's old. And everything is foreshadowing and bad. Yup. Yup. Dude, I started reading this book and I like I remember so Rail of course pops up in Dooku for like a hot second and I was just Thank you for having his name. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> Says it like two points down. I d Rail is here. I didn't want to Oh. See I didn't read Pajal <laughs> there. I just got it out of my brain. Couldn't you tell by the fact that I couldn't remember it? <laughs> oh my god. Uh no, I, I, we were, we were listening to it, and I was just like, yeah, this guy's funny. And Chris just made like some non-committal noise as he was driving because we were listening to it in the car, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, great. And then I started reading this book, and I was like, oh, I like this guy, man. He's bad like, he's like shit's going down, shit, right? Uh, yeah, he's the bad boy in the Dooku book. I mean, book audio drama. You know how much I love a cowboy Jedi. It's so true. Please, please see my undying love for Kane and Jarrus. Yeah, Kate is gesturing at her desk, upon which. <laughs> Uh, two different Kanan Jarrus action figures and two different Harrison Dula action figures sit. Yay. And a chopper. And a and, chopper. And that, um, I like that guy as well that, like, jumps out of his ship instead of, like, letting it land. What's his name? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? What? What? <laughs> He's in the Clone Wars. When we meet him for the first time, Anakin's, like, Oh, I, I've heard a lot about this dude. Oh, you mean Quinlan Voss? Quinlan Voss, thank you. Ah, uh, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you were talking about Cowboy, Cowboy Jedi. Yep, yeah, no. That's, it was that's relevant. True. I just that's couldn't true. remember his name, so I described how we meet him. 
<laughs> only you cartoon. would remember that. Him. We did read a whole book about him. Oh my god. <laughs> that has never stopped me from forgetting someone's name before or the name of the book. Um, oh my god. <laughs> listen. Um, okay, so that's what we're doing. And then the flashbacks <laughs> are earlier when Dooku's still around. Yes. And Qui-Gon's about 12 in those, which is wild He's a baby. That's very small Jedi boy. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a hot second, because I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, I'm just imagining Liam Neeson with a rat tail. <laughs> I hate that. And not going a- around looking for black people to kill. Is it braided? <laughs> yes, it is. It is braided. <laughs> that was important. Very upset. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, so are we all. Yes. Anyway. Yes. It's very um, upsetting. So, Obi's been a Padawan for four years, and he still has no idea what Dad is doing at any given time, which is not great. <laughs> and Dad's all like, I should have been a gardener. Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Why did I choose to raise a child? What if I yeeted him into space instead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like, why did they pick me for the Jedi Council? And Yoda's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Yoda's such an asshole. Such a dick. Oh my god. Um, which we'll also talk about in a second. Um, other place setting timeline things. So, Chris and I were talking about this off pod because we were bad. No. <laughs> oh shit, that was instantaneous. Um, it's our anniversary. We could talk off pod. <sighs> you can't fine. stop us. Fine. Ew. Um, so, yeah, but this is the first time we've ever seen the Star Wars galaxy not in the middle of some kind of civil war, which yeah, is it's wild shit. Yeah, like, the first line of the opening scroll is, the galaxy is at peace. As opposed to war, exclamation point? Yeah. Yeah, this should, <laughs> this one could literally be called Star Peace, kind of. <laughs> Jesus. It's too oh, bad, like, Mon Mothma. This- is like a child at this point. A child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, me and Miranda have been doing nothing but watching Vine compilations. I, I'm not sure why, but it's like if Quinn we watched were one here, Vine compilation last night. I know, but like also when we were trying, to, we started doing it like a week and a half ago when we were trying to like set up the fucking. Oh yeah, she wouldn't let me keep watching. Yeah. Anyway, also like I watch fine compilations when I can't sleep, so oh, it's fine. That's that's, that's good no, to keep me sleep. Say. Keep me sleeping. Um, it's between ASMR and Vine compilations. That's all my YouTube and dog training videos. Um, <laughs> at least now I'm finally getting a dog. Um, potato. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, someone wrote "Not for Long, Bitches." Who wrote this? <laughs> Under <a> Galaxy <laughs> Peace. Was that you, Miranda? Yeah. Miranda's just anticipating the thirty to fifty feral hogs that are going to come barreling in. Uh, well, I that's mean, that's... the most effective weapon of space war. <laughs> Yo, like <laughs> this Death Star emits <laughs> thirty to fifty feral hogs. Fair. Thirty to fifty feral hogs at all. Oh, I hate all of you so much. Do we fair um, puffer pigs? Not safe. <laughs> Yo, puffer pigs would thirty to fifty puffer pigs would be horrifying. They would fuck shit up. Anyway. I know. Thirty I to fifty. Was like feral puffer, puffer pigs. pigs. That's my that's my plan. Oh um, my god. Anyway, uh, so Chris, have we ever seen plasma before anywhere? Have we ever seen what plasma? Yeah, because like, I don't like think so. Weapon? 
just like just like as a as an entity yeah, i don't think so I was like i don't know what they're doing i don't understand what's going on oh it, uh, it took bad. me like several reads of this but basically it sounds to me like the bomb just emits a bunch of plasma that is also on fire oh no um and plasma is bad yeah and plasma is actually a substance so i have to cut through the plasma to get to the airlock of the ship and then get on the ship yeah oh no Mm -hmm. and whatever wandy things they have that aren't their lightsabers like neutralize the plasma yes i assume that lightsabers would just set the plasma on more fire yeah because do they have other (laughs) things yeah it's either that or they were doing like precision work or something like that i don't know it's yeah, fine. I think it was I that they were doing matter. position work. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but here we are. Um, no, I had to read that. I, re- I had to read that twice. I was just like, wait, but I thought you cut the door off. Oh, wait, no, you're not cutting the door off. You're literally cutting goo off. Got it. Yes, and then they're all floating around. <laughs> I know. Very and, funny. And Obi's like, I'm going to bomb. <laughs> I know. It's very funny. Oh Jesus. Uh, um, it, is, it is very funny, though, how he like, gets into it and... Like, we get the whole background on it beforehand. Like, this is, you know, kind of this, like, spiritual pilgrimage. And he gets in there and he's floating around. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel that. <laughs> Don't worry. There are slaves there. I know. Oh, my God. Would it be Star cool. Wars if there weren't slaves which are outlawed by the Republic? Do, do, do. Yeah, they're really doing a great job of making sure that the outlawed things aren't there. Oh, God slaves like lots of slaves like 30 how many not slaves were i know there were 37 slaves 15 that is so many slaves Mm. in one ship yeah yeah in one it's not even like it's a ship but also like you are inside of a golf ball yeah (laughs) and this is comfortable plasma is it like a house-sized golf ball like i was just trying to picture people in this room right now and i was like we cannot fit 52 people in this room oh yeah we would certainly not floating like a just a big ass golf ball. Yeah, that was I also math. enjoy that. Like, it's just so old. Like, they just clearly haven't updated this shit since it was built. Like, I'm just picturing like <laughs> two thousand years from now. Like, some weird ass cult is like going up into the atmosphere and fucking Sputnik. <laughs> like, oh Jesus! I mean, my one of my favorite things is like you know we know Obi Wan's obviously young, but like he acts so young. Like, I I I read the the first chapter and almost threw the book out the window because. I was laughing that hard because it's just like I've never seen Obi-Wan fuck up so many times in the space of like three minutes because he's always like you know perfect and put together and all this other stuff and he you know like the way you tell that he's like going through some shit in the Clone Wars is when his hair is fucked up right like literally hashtag this get man the door is, mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally this man is perfect and so he's just like I don't know what's going on. Why don't you speak in complete sentences, Dad? It's amazing. Because he's a space hippie. Yup. Yeah, it's true. That's what I wrote on the outline. It sure is. Yeah. Um, no, I get that, though, for Obi-Wan, like, especially in a situation where he's unfamiliar. Um, like, I've been in situations like that, and, like, you just kind of, um, you know, somebody tells you something and you take it literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, without like, context, that's usually, like, the safest thing you can do. Yeah, especially right. when you're, like, under some, In a like, work kind of, circumstance. <laughs> under some kind of duress. And, like, yes. that's the thing to focus on to make things better. 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we are also doing a podcast with four extremely anxious people. It's just like, please give me distinct and detailed directions <laughs> so I don't fuck this shit up by accident. <laughs> um, I tried to give Miranda a Lego Stormtrooper to play with, and she said no. I would make so much noise with that. They don't make any noise. That's yeah, why I gave it to you. Yeah, but I'd want to start playing with it and go like, pew, pew. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Give it back. <laughs> you know who doesn't make any noise? Official French potato fry. of the pod, Potato Dameron. French fry. But potato Dameron is great, and I'm really proud. Listen, I'm proud of all of you. Miranda, the the people, the, the Tashi Station Slack patrons voted for Potato Dameron. Which is great. Yeah. Why do you hate our patrons, Miranda? Why do you hate our listeners? That's so true. Potato French fry. She talks Dameron. about it all the time. How much, how much she hates our listeners? Her. Yeah. <laughs> not just like um, not just like as a group but just like individually every single one of them it's really dark when i start calling them out one by one i know yeah. she has love for her twitter accounts <laughs> um, uh, spoiler alert every feral hog meme that miranda has retweeted in the past 24 hours is actually just miranda's burner accounts yes. i'm furious um so speaking of fucked up things uh so zirka seems to own the the slaves is this right yeah Zer- yeah and Zer- like the whole planet yes and also everything in the galaxy okay that isn't under the republic right Kay. which is fascinating since we haven't heard of them before so i'm interested to see what the fuck happens with them <laughs> and it sounds like the diamond bitch that saved everybody um <laughs> probably was a slave <laughs> what <laughs> classic diamond bitch, diamond bitch. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you guys know who i'm talking about rehara is her name sure <laughs> that's also my name we have that in common diamond bitch <laughs> Fuck. shine bright like a diamond bitch <laughs> listen at least like i read the book and i know what happened do you <laughs> It did sound like a, very, like a very astute point before we got to the diamond bitch part. <laughs> it sounded like she, like, as soon as they showed the fuck up at the moon to inexplicably steal Kyber, which seems like a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, as soon as they, like, landed, she's like, you didn't tell me that uh, Zerko was here. And he was like, I don't have to tell you where Zerk is all the time. I'm C-3PO. I I appreciate Pax, though, because it's just like, I relate to this. It's just like, what are feelings? I don't want to touch them. They Mm -hmm. seem icky. Yeah, we're going to get a lot more Pax and Rehara content, and so I want to talk about them more later once we've experienced them a lot more, but I like... I think Pax is a really interesting character. I, I'm I'm already excited to know more about them because um they I, I tweeted this earlier, but they are the ones who I, I opened the book and I obviously we, they haven't appeared in anything else and so I meet them for the first time and I'm just like, now kiss so like I'm waiting. <laughs> I mean, it is Claudia Gray. I know, and God bless her. She's gonna rip my heart right out about them. I just know it. It's gonna be a good time. But yeah, I do love I do love the Kyber plan because he's like she's like, that's crazy. He's just like, is it crazy or crazy like a fox? Reader, no, no, it's just crazy. <laughs> Those are the Jedi's fire stick crystals. Maybe don't do that. TM. No, Speak. seems fine. Stick to diamond, diamond bitches. <laughs> Listen, I, she has hard name. 
I didn't remember. Rahara? It. Yeah, I don't. Her last name is literally Wick. She could be distantly related to John Wick. I've never that seen was those movies, but I've heard horrid. that they're very good. I've also never seen those movies, I haven't, to be I haven't honest either. with you. But I think I did have a dream last night, or recently, about discussing the first couple of chapters and meeting them. Max and Rahara. <laughs> did you discuss the first couple of chapters with them? In the dream, maybe. Oh. I don't know if it was real life. <laughs> Were you asking for their exploits in the time they stole the no, kyber crystals? No, I just crystals? was talking about them stealing the kyber crystals and how it seems like a terrible idea. Guys, maybe you shouldn't do that. Once again, real life, a dream or something in Star Wars. <laughs> or a combination anyway. of the three. Yes. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of Jedi with their fire sticks, can we, should we, can we talk about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's relationship? Because yeah, I suppose we no. could actually get back to the Oh, plot. damn. All right, bye. <laughs> well, that's our show. Sure, I just wanted to make sure we finished our Pijal point. No, that's real. But that's all. <laughs> that's it okay that's that's it um so yeah we, we we've already been talking about it a little bit but uh yeah their relationship here is quite different from the one in phantom menace like you still have them nicking each other but it's definitely a more peaceable relationship i would feel like it's it's more comfortable i feel like obi-wan knows a little bit better what the fuck qui-gon means when he talks <laughs> mm-hmm well, and they fight so well together in Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you can tell that they've like been together a while in the Phantom Menace, which is true. Um, but it just seems, especially after reading this, bless you, that's only like four years before the movie, which seems like a long time. So maybe don't listen to that part. But you know, we see the unease that Obi-Wan has with um, being Qui-Gon's Padawan just because he doesn't understand what the fuck Qui-Gon is doing at any given time. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a and, mood, though. And Qui-Gon is definitely never explaining himself either, so... Yeah. Yeah. It it's makes like, me sad. They're both sad boys. I know. that. I mean, the bit where uh, they're talking about Obi-Wan needing to learn how to swim better, I was just like... Oh, it's so sad, but also it's like, again, it's, you know, one of those cases where, well, you could have been teaching him this the whole time, but I don't, like, Qui-Gon's not the sort of guy to walk into the your room with a fucking lesson plan, so, yeah, <laughs> I think this is part of the problem, like, Obi-Wan's learning style is not attuned to Qui-Gon's teaching methods. Yeah, like, Obi-Wan needs a syllabus, and Qui-Gon is, like, the teacher who's like, let's watch a movie, and then at the end is like, pop quiz, what was the main lesson of that movie? <laughs> damn it Qui-Gon tag yourself I'm (laughs) Obi-Wan I fell asleep during the movie (laughs) I was very tired in high school (laughs) wow twist (laughs) I know twist now I do nothing but I'm still tired God, tag yourself. I'm me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, sorry. Um, um, but but we are getting just to continue that point. We are getting a lot. Like there's much more tension between them, and even some like hostility with how Obi Wan, you know, fairly feels when he hears that Qui Gon is joining the Jedi Council. And so it's just it's interesting to see 
I'm thinking back specifically to the point in Phantom Menace where they kind of have their little fight over Anakin. Where, like, Obi-Wan's, like, uh, where he's like, don't defy the council again with this bullshit. And Qui-Gon's like, I will do what I fucking have to. Whereas, like, Obi-Wan's like, cool, you say I'm ready for the trials, like, but, like, you're clearly just dumping me off again. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, like, you can definitely see, like, they're very clearly much closer by Phantom Menace, but it didn't take a whole lot for this history to come back up yeah mm -hmm. definitely agree and they're, they're both very harry potter book five in this god um, god it's well they're just like reading into every little thing oh he didn't call me master he's just preparing for what i leave him i'm like can you both shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> um no but chris i was gonna bring up the same point from um the phantom menace and i think it's because, you know, when you watch it and you think about, like, Master and his Padawan, uh, if, if you haven't read this book or, like, been exposed to a lot of other, you know, more intimate views of a Master and their Padawan, when he's just like, we should absolutely not fucking take Anakin back to the Jedi. What the hell are you thinking? This is a terrible idea. And Qui-Gum's like, this is fine. You know, it, I think it's really easy to view it as like, wow, this guy's just, like, being a dick to his Master. He should be learning from him. Like, this is probably fine. But then we see um, in this book him just being like, what the fuck are you doing? And like yeah. a lot of the time he kind of holds it in here. And I think we we started to see in this section um, him starting to push back a little bit and like demand some more answers from Quion. Um So I just kind of see that as like a natural progression in their relationship. Definitely. I'm also curious to see... You know, I th Obi Wan takes on Anakin as his Padawan a little bit, honestly, a lot bit at the beginning out of guilt, um, and his sense oh, yeah. of responsibility to Qui Gon. And I wonder how much of that is going to get planted along the way here, because we are seeing a lot of, you know, I mean, it's it's a book obviously building on their characterization and their relationships, but like it has a lot of implications for the Skywalker saga. Yeah, and let's not forget in. The original Master and Apprentice short story by Claudia Gray in From a Certain Point of View, Qui-Gon, like, kind of says, I'm sorry, you were not ready to train Anakin. And Obi-Wan, like, gets a little offended. He's like, Anakin made his choices. This shit ain't my fault. Mm -hmm. And, like, so it's, like, there's absolutely a guilt factor. And, like, I I, I would even argue that it was 100% because of it was his dying promise or his promise to a dying to his dying master that he was going to train Anakin. Mm -hmm. And like Qui-Gon forced that on him. And so like we're going to obviously see more about their relationship and how it builds over the course of this book, but there's like that's not uh, that heartwarming of a moment. Right. In hindsight. Yeah. No, now I just feel like squeaky about it. I I was telling Chris I really want to rewatch The Phantom Menace after this, but also I want to punch myself in the face. So. <laughs> Instead of doing that, because it's more enjoyable. Mm. Mm. So true. <sighs> Thank God. But, that, but Kristen, that, what? a communications blackout can mean only one thing. 30 to 50 feral hawks coming into my yard <laughs> and attacking my kids. Anyway, <laughs> I hate you so much. Yeah. <laughs> How to get a divorce in Colorado. Um, 
Can I just say that, like, the story group is doing such a good job making terrible storytelling really rich. Right? <laughs> They're reverse engineering making the prequels not totally blow chunks. Which is no, great absolutely. for those of us who kind of like the prequels. Okay, well, we all grew up in the prequels. Oh, so okay. no, I just mean, like... <laughs> you no. need to attack. <laughs> Okay, Miranda's favorite prequel is episode two, so she can get off the pod. Oh, fuck! Tell me that's not a garbage opinion. Welcome. <laughs> I never said the hus- it wasn't a garbage opinion. I have openly admitted to that multiple times. <laughs> Welcome to Hostility Pod. Yeah, right? <laughs> Population four. Sorry, just checking. Are me and Kate still the ones getting divorced? Or... <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting divorced, we're getting a puppy. <laughs> you can't have a baby a just to save your relationship okay guys you can't tell me what to do oh fuck um what if, we if you get a dog will you still love us as much yes <laughs> you'll be you'll be the dog's grandparents oh that's weird i don't like that Why? anyway that got weird anyway kristen to your point though i <laughs> I You're not actually my parents, Chris. Oh, <laughs> I know that's why it's weird. Uh, <sighs> I actually think that's a great point. I mean, I we, Kate's like, I'm just call me rolling, grandma only. Rolling right over, um, <laughs> um, because I mean, Kristen, one of the one of the ways I sold you on watching the Clone Wars back when I started began my slow long con into roping you into this fucking mess is, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> is that it makes the prequels like worth it you know it's just like i i really do feel like the clone wars like saves the prequels because it actually provides literally anything that the prequels don't such as story such characterization, as plot. characters all point, that uh-huh <laughs> things dialogue yeah. that doesn't make you want to die yeah and this is god sometimes jesus and and this is also the youngest we've ever seen obi-wan like we've got the whole lifespan of obi-wan kenobi more or less now finally in the canon which is kind of interesting he's one of the few characters i feel like at this point that we know pretty much everything about him actually kenobi yeah it's him and anakin (laughs) yes which (laughs) yeah right one of them was better than the other maybe oh god one of them chopped the other's legs off (laughs) he was like a brother (laughs) or was he like a father i don't know (laughs) it's all very complicated jesus does anything surprise y'all about um obi or qui-gon's characterization so far i was surprised like we knew that qui-gon was kind of a rebel in the eyes of the council and that he did things that, like, they didn't necessarily approve of. And, you know, we see that in The Phantom Menace. He just yeets this fucking 11-year-old back to Coruscant. Like, this will be fine. Um, and gambles for people's <laughs> lives and things. I, yeah, Who cares? I stuff. That Obi-Wan mentioned that. Because I was just like, oh, another reason why I was just like, I'm going to throw this book out the window. So help me. Go- anyway, go on. Um, I was surprised at, like, the hippie part. I know. Uh, just... That's what surprised me too. I was like, "Oh my god, he loves trees." He's just like, "I should have been, I should have been the gardener." He's I high just, all of the I time. I just want to like smoke some space weed, <laughs> go read some like wild prophecy shit in the in the archives, and then go be among the trees. No, and I don't I mean... want to have to do anything else. 
Qui-Gon totally believes in fucking like crystals and forest bathing. Like no question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. I liked, I appreciated how fallible Qui-Gon is. Cause like, and you get this a lot in the George Lucas headed films, but like he's kind of the perfect Jedi. Like he's the platonic ideal of a Jedi in episode one. Like he trusts the force and he trusts himself and he acts on his instincts and he won't let authority tell him what to do if he knows his right and yada, yada, yada. And then he dies and it's very sad because the most perfect person in the world has died. Um, He's like... It's like how I felt Liam Neeson had died when he said he wanted to go on I know, right? Jesus. black people. But like he's, it's very, it's very young Luke. Like it's very, like he's never made a mistake in his life, Um, which is boring. Like that's, that's, that's just, that's boring storytelling. And I appreciated that it's like... Yeah, he's very clearly brilliant. He's very clearly an incredible Jedi. But you also have, shit, I didn't tell Obi-Wan that I'm dumping him. <laughs> Should have come up. And also, like, Obi-Wan being like, I'm sorry, I was avoiding you. You're 17. That's normal. Whereas I'm 40 and I let you get away with it. <laughs> like, I appreciate that he's, like, at a certain level, just as petty as the rest of us because he's, you know... In this case, literally, he's human, but he is he is a relatable, sentient being. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's kind of the way... I mean, we've seen Obi-Wan be fallible so many fucking times at, the, uh, at this point in the canon, but, uh, again, not at an age where... I mean, we can obviously picture Obi-Wan as a younger guy because of the Phantom Menace, but picturing him as a teenager is one of the most entertaining things ever. <laughs> that he was a fucking nerdski. Mm-hmm. He definitely was. I mean, we see that, but... But yes, he reminds absolutely. me of he reminds me a lot actually of like young Luke. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Like, I feel like Luke would be like, "What a what a piece of junk!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, he did say that. But I just feel like I guess I should have said I should have had an Obi Wan quote that Luke would have said. I don't know. You guys know what I mean. But you know, absolutely. No. Yeah. No, he's just Obi Wan frustrated. basically said that at the at the soul ships. Yeah, oh, I, he did. Also, just like, you know, Qui Gon not not teaching him the way he wants to be taught. Guess I'm going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's a that's for. a that's a point for uh that merits further examination on a bonus pod. Mm. The evolution of Obi Wan as a character and how. It affects those around him. Hmm. But also, it definitely explains his... I mean, his connection to Luke is all, obviously through Anakin, but also because he's just like, I see you, whiny child. I, too, was a whiny child. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas your father are... was always just kind of a weirdo. <laughs> Moisture evaporators are very exciting. I don't all care what anyone says. <laughs> Um, I was also surprised to see that Obi-Wan was a Padawan at 13 because, and that Qui-Gon was a fucking Padawan when he was 12 because we know from the Clone Wars that Ahsoka was 14 when she became a Pad Padawan and she was already young to become one and they just made her one because wartime, whatever the fuck. So I was just like, what, what are y'all doing over there at the Jedi Order? Just like, just eating these children out into space and just i don't know the, the the child soldier aspect of the jedi order was bad enough during clone wars but this is just what what is happening yeah it's definitely 
it's it's interesting to see how young they are and I, I and i almost wonder if that was intentional or if that's just something that fell through the cracks a little bit see i i I, th- I took it as intentional because i was like well all of these people are super fucking strong with the force <laughs> right is is there like a regular age that people become padawans 16 uh, oh wait probably. yeah like dooku because dooku and um jedi loss was older yeah, like he was like a teen. Yeah, they were thirsty yeah. hoes by the time they got there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I meant think that you're right. That's an actual point, and I said thirsty hoes, and I was like, well, I guess that's not a point anymore. <laughs> he and Sifo-Dyas got masters about the same time. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But like, Dooku was obviously also very strong in the Force. Right. It, he was I also mean- a fucking dick. Well, <laughs> Great. Um, I, <laughs> I, I kind of wonder. Him so much that was oh. the point that I put on this outline. <laughs> I great. fucking hate Dooku. <laughs> fucking great. Sorry. Oh my god. I like how the whole point of Jedi Lost was to like give you backstory into Dooku and like potentially make him more sympathetic. And Kristen's like, I hate him more. <laughs> fucking. D- I'm like, yeah. All this stuff should make him more likable, and I'm like, that makes it even worse that he's not likable. He's the worst. It's true. I like the Great Stone Dragon better than I like him. <laughs> Who doesn't like the Great Stone Dragon, honestly? It's not Stony's fault. I, I, so, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon becoming Padawans at a younger age makes me wonder at what point the Jedi decided to put strength in the Force over actual individual readiness. Because that kind of feels like what's starting to happen. Yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly, there's not a lot of logical thinking happening at the higher levels of the Jedi Temple. Illogical thinking on my Jedi Council. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I just because it really does feel like it's like, are they were they ready skill wise to become Padawans? Yeah, probably, but when you're definitely weren't ready emotionally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I mean, Qui-Gon even comments upon that. Like, why do we fucking yeet these kids into space at puberty? That's a fucking horrible idea. <laughs> how Do we know how old Anakin was when he became a Padawan? I, I mean, he became a Padawan right away because yeah. he was such yeah. a weird case. Uh, like, I think he I think he just 10? learned the basics <laughs> as he was a Padawan. So, like, 10, 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Luke was even older. <laughs> you well, hate oh, to Luke. see it. <laughs> well, Luke just kind of, like, got a little bit of... Like, this is a lightsaber. Don't put it in your face. (laughs) (laughs) And then Yoda's just like... Guess I'll die. What's that fucking vine? I'm a backpack. (laughs) You know the the vine for Luke's carrying Yoda like a backpack and then it plays like a song? No, I don't know that vine, but back to Yoda. I'll find it. Oh no, I know that song. It's it's on YouTube. (laughs) Fucking Yoda. We're going to talk more about how awful Yoda is. And how basically every choice he makes is wrong. Because he's going to continue to make wrong choices throughout this book. I mean, can we can we have a bonus pod with our spicy hot take? Yoda, Yoda's the one who broke the Jedi Order. Yeah, at some point we're going to need to start having more like bonus pods about like more like... Of, of everything we've learned, this is what we think. Spicier content. Bonus Spicier pods. content. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Yoda. Harris <laughs> is just so fucking angry. Um, yeah, he's bad at his job. 
I do. The only reason I like Yoda in Last Jedi is because a crazy Yoda is the best Yoda. There's no question about that. Correct. But so there's two reasons. There's that, and also the fact that he is just very explicitly like, "Yeah, I fucked up. That's what people do." Then you tell people not to fuck up. Oh my I'm god! I'm gonna go into exile and live in a stone house. <laughs> Yoda hits Luke with stick once. Well, can't teach him. <laughs> so true though <laughs> like see, imagine if he would have done that with anakin we would have been way better off <laughs> see 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 also live footage of me with my students this fall <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh speaking of that uh brief aside uh we have a we have a place called book pub that me and miranda got uh dinner at the other night it's literally like kind of like a, a bookstore slash bar um and it's wonderful but uh apparently they have a trivia night and I was like reading about it and I was like, ugh, one of the rounds is always literature. And Miranda goes, were you an English minor? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but I like didn't strictly read any of the things that I was supposed to read. <laughs> I was like, I don't know anything about like the great American novel. And I was like, I did take a class called the great American novel, though. Oh I just didn't God. read any of those books. <laughs> I avoided that class like the Some plague. Some great foreshadowing for the rest of your life. Fuck! <laughs> Kristen can't read TM. Actual self-owned. Congrats. <laughs> it was very funny. She's like, why are you upset that there's literature around? I'm like, I don't fucking know anything about literature. <laughs> um, anyway. Speaking of literature. So, like... <laughs> Yes. Gun spends a lot of time in the archives because he nice, nice. really loves reading about prophecies, which like Crit. I totally get because it's like when you're reading about like ancient history. Chris, don't drop your potato on the floor. I picked him up. Don't hurt your son, potato. <laughs> but yes, I. Not that okay. any of us ever had that nerdy phase in our lives. Miranda's still <laughs> trying to come come through on the other side. Miranda, I love you so much. <laughs> Miranda's still trying to figure out why the world didn't end when the Mayan calendar did. <laughs> Which, Listen, honestly, hindsight, like was that better? <laughs> it honestly feels like it did. If I wasn't getting a puppy this week, I don't. I mean, I'm not getting a puppy this week, but I have the promise of a puppy in the future. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know how I would be surviving. What a mood. Um... Yeah, just Qui-Gon going through the, all of the, and also, the, the Jedi have existed for thousands of years. How many prophecies is he fucking reading? Uh, so many. So many. Well, but to be fair, he's making Obi-Wan read some of them. It's very funny. Obi-Wan <laughs> Yes. Obi-Wan's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't want to read. I want to go play with my sword. <laughs> <laughs> You waste time with your friends later, um, Chris. I believe the uh, first sub point under under this uh, topic is yours. Yes, my my point. LOL. No one cares except Qui Gon. <laughs> Please expound. <laughs> it's just it's like you get the feeling that people don't put a lot of store in the prophecies in Phantom Menace, and then they kind of have to because chosen one bullshit, and they kind of have to justify their decision. But like, it's very clear. That, like, what we are kind of led to believe is, like, Jedi Law, the prophecy says this in Phantom Menace, 
is literally just some dude wrote it on a piece of toilet paper and now you're reading it it's fucking mm-hmm. harry potter all over again i hate to bring Honestly. it up again but i'm like oh my god this is the same shit everybody's like we don't have free will and dumbledore's like you do you guys are idiots no that's actually that's actually a great point to bring up and it's one of the endearing things about harry potter that is actually interesting and doesn't make me cringe as hard as other bits <laughs> but you know i mean and qui-gon says like he's interested in all the stuff because it's all in like thinking about the the text of the prophecy in context he does qui-gon does not believe in death of the author ha 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 um he does not um which is interesting and t- t- telling and i think probably says more about the jedi council than it does about him <laughs> yeah and it, yeah I, I i tend to agree that like and we and this kind of gets into the next point which is like the uses and dangers of prophecy like i think qui-gon actually has a very mature view of like look it's about what they say but it's also not about what they say because it's about like what they tell us about ourselves and how we read them right which mm-hmm. is what all literature does yes, right and and, it is that. and how you should read them because looking at the dangers of prophecies these are vague as fuck all of these <laughs> yeah. could apply to any number of galactic events over the course of the millennia mm-hmm. and i think it's really interesting too that qui-gon seems like pretty focused on uh reading the prophecies to figure out like you know what the ancient jedi were thinking and like how they kind of thought about where the galaxy was going mm-hmm. um but i will say he's not the only one who cares about the prophecies mace windu thinks he's the chosen one Ooh, and he's like very great point and he's very invested in like that particular prophecy um obviously we don't really get a whole lot of you know exposure to any other ones um in certainly the the films to this point but it's it's very weird like it's almost never mentioned anywhere else in the films and in the phantom menace it's like we found this child on tattooing the child (laughs) a child is that is that still canon that mace windu thinks he's the chosen one i think it is i don't know I'm what do I even dog. Google? Does Mace Windu think he's the chosen one? <laughs> but, <laughs> but okay, like, I'm, I'm gonna Google it. They Go, they talking. roll up with this this child they found on Tatooine, and they're like, "Is the chosen one?" And the Jedi Council's like, "Okay," and then they just like make him a Padawan, and then he destroys the galaxy, um, which is a danger of prophecy. But you know, I I think that kind of stands in contrast to the way that Qui-Gon explains the importance of prophecy to Obi-Wan is maybe my point. I don't know. I just had to drag Mace Windu and the Jedi Council. I mean, always appropriate. But no, I think that makes sense. I mean, I think part of the... I think this is something that Yoda gets at in Revenge of the Sith, where he talks about, like, maybe we misread the prophecy. Like, nobody really knows what balancing the force means like that these are these are not insignificant questions and i kind of feel like qui-gon's maybe understanding that maybe it's not about the letter of what the prophecies say and more the spirit of how we interpret them 
and like that worldliness being absent from the Jedi Council's thinking, like maybe led them to believe the Chosen One prophecy a little bit too literally. And then not only like did they do Anakin a disservice by like putting all this pressure on him, but they also like kind of created the monster by like not trusting him, but simultaneously like being like, so Anakin, you're going to save us all. Right. And like, it's kind of like the, one of the dangers of these things is kind of like the, you know, the choice, the, the, the seeing the future paradox. Like if you know, what's going to happen, then either it won't happen or you're going to try to avoid it so much that you're going to create it. Right. Very and Oedipus. I, Look, I exactly. did it in English. Hey. <laughs> I pow, pow. Um, Ironic because it's Greek. I... Fuck off. <laughs> I think, especially like specific to this prophecy, and this might be getting a little off topic, but off I, topic I will... On my podcast. <laughs> I will bring it back to something that happens in the text here. Our podcast. But <laughs> I think... Rude. Like, the Jedi Council also, like, grossly misinterprets the prophecy. Because it's about, like, the Chosen One who will bring balance to the Force. And they're all like, he's going to eliminate the dark side and save us all. That's and, not like, how the Force works. That's mm-hmm. not how the Force works. And um, I think that's kind of implied in, like, how a lot of us, like, it's easy to think that. Like, oh, bringing balance to the Force, the light side is good. The light side's going to win. Which isn't balance. Um, mm-hmm. but I, it was really interesting to read this section and like be thinking about that. Um, and in one of the flashbacks or yeah, one of Quayon's flashbacks, he was like talking about, um, like feeling the force and things, or maybe this was when he was in the, the garden and he was just thinking back to the first time that he touched a tree that was like full of the dark side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dooku was like, "No, it just be like that sometimes." <laughs> right, and like, I mean, it's true. <laughs> Remember this feeling. Why? This is the dark side. Why did you throw your potato at me? I didn't throw my potato. It, it hit me. It, it bounced. It hit me. I don't know to tell you. Oh my god! There was a potato incident. <laughs> but I think that, like, you know, Qui Gon kind of does have a very different approach to prophecy. Because he's, mm-hmm. I mean, he just thinks about it as, like, differently than they do. Yeah, and ironically, the, no, Kate wants to talk. I just wanted to say that the thing about Mace Windu thinking he's the chosen one, it would appear that it is no longer canon. I cannot exactly find where that is sourced from, but I think it's in Shatterpoint, so. It's okay. That, I thought it was in Shatterpoint, too. I didn't know if it was elsewhere in the new canon. Mace Windu is Snoke anyway, so it's fine. It's very it's true. true. So true. Uh, yeah, um, I didn't find it either, Kate. But okay. I wanted someone who wasn't me to say that. Because <laughs> oh, um, I'm bad at things. <laughs> he still has a purple lightsaber. So true. Yep. But Miranda, it's t- to your point. It like it's ironic that the Jedi are the ones who are so rigid with their reading of prophecies and can't imagine like them being wrong now when they you know, when they want them to be right because Qui-Gon who is all about, they tell us more about ourselves and how we interpret them. It tells us a lot about the Jedi that that's how they interpret the prophecy of the chosen one, that they are so mm-hmm. bereft of self uh, awareness and self-examination that they can't picture a world in which good things happen. Doesn't necessarily involve them. Right. And like 
not to say the empire was good, but like balancing the force, whatever that means being good, they can't imagine a way in which they are not empowered by that. And we've talked before about Jedi hubris Mm -hmm. and how that was so instrumental in their downfall. Here it fucking is. That's going to be on full display in this book. Also, the fucking council is such a fucking goddamn garbage fire right now. Qui-Gon agrees. Yeah. (laughs) Well, And like we've talked, I just mean like we've talked about that a bunch, how the council is like, it's written all over the place that they're going to make stupid fucking decisions and it's going to make everything bad, bad. Mm -hmm. And then it does. (laughs) Well, it's also interesting, like nobody else cares about the prophecies. And then when the chosen one comes up, they're like, yeah, prophecy, we got to do it. We we, we have to. And it just seems like very self-serving. So yeah. from Qui-Gon... Self-serving on my council. Oh my god. So from this this perspective of Qui-Gon and how he reads the prophecies versus him in The Phantom Menace being like, this kid is the chosen one. How do we bridge those two things? Uh, the Phantom Menace had bad writing and Claudia Gray <laughs> is a good writer. <laughs> okay. I accept uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is that is the out-of-universe. <laughs> The out-of-universe answer is that the Chosen One is a stupid conceit. Midichlorians um, are dumb. What? Midichlorians um, are the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> I think the in-universe answer to me is oh Qui-Gon was so struck by Anakin when he met him and can feel how powerful in the Force he is, can feel how strongly the Force moves through him, un- learns that he doesn't even have a father, which is weird. uh like i to me it's kind of like he's so struck with anakin that he's re-examining everything basically this kid is so that he's like i don't like to put too much store in these prophecies but this literally fits this is this is just wacky guys yeah (laughs) right like he he literally found space jesus yeah 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 oh god yeah so that's that's how i that's my in-universe interpretation okay cool um while the prophecies are as we have determined very fake um a few of them do get mentioned and i thought it was i just claudia gray obviously kind of she pulled these out of her butt but also they clearly referenced like things that happen in the skywalker saga and i was very amused by them um so uh so we Obi-Wan lists off a few, but uh, the one I, I really enjoyed was uh, later in the section that we just read where um, Rail's referring to a prophecy about um, someone will ascend to the council and everyone will be mad suspicious of him. Anakin. <laughs> Everything's about Anakin. <laughs> I know, right? Um, Chris, you had a... I remember when you were reading this, you had a take about the being born into darkness or what is the birthing darkness because all i can think of is that episode of game of thrones uh yeah right for real well so there's one um it's she who is born to darkness will give birth to darkness or something like that Mm -hmm. um and this is this is neither here nor there except that i saw it on twitter and i just vehemently disagree there are people on twitter who think this means leia and i just could not disagree with that more Why did you have to I, I, I would I would argue that Leia is neither born from darkness nor does she give birth to darkness. Jesus H Christ. I mean again it's a it's a it's another free will thing. Um Yeah, like to me, like being born from darkness and giving birth to darkness needs to be 
much stronger arguments of darkness. Like, it needs to be, like, you were literally born of, like, an unholy magical union of, like, the dark side incarnate and give birth to, like, an evil shadow baby like Game of Thrones. Like, oh that's, what, that's what this prophecy means to me. Like, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say that Leia, whose mother is Padme, was born of darkness. And or that she gives birth to darkness when and I'm not I'm not a redemption person, but like Kylo got pretty far in his life without being a mass murderer. Yeah, he made his choices. Like it's not like he's the kid from the omen. (laughs) I mean I mean if anything that argues against stupid redemption because he made his he made he made his murder bed and now he can lie in it. But he's pretty Kate. No. God help me. Um, I also enjoyed. So the other one Obi mentions is um, when something about when the righteous lose the light, they will be destroyed by some undead thing. And I was just like, I am ready for Palpy and Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, you. Mm, 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 I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. No, don't shut the fuck up, Chris. God, now what? <laughs> um, but the one thing I will say about this prophecy. What? I thought you weren't it, saying it, anything. <laughs> well. He's say different, a, a different different topic thing. that I am going to talk about mm. is this prophecy <laughs> applies to the fall of literally every marginally like successful civilization in the history of this the real universe or any fictional universe. Real are you life, we don't... a dream or Star Wars? <laughs> are you are you <laughs> are you saying we don't learn from history, Chris? <laughs> no, I'm saying this is why you shouldn't take it too seriously. No, I know, but. No, I know. Also, LOL. I, I just know. like picking at these because I was like, hey, Claudia Gray, I see how your brain works. Who the fuck wrote this last point? Me. It's more of a wrap-up <laughs> oh. point, but <laughs> I was like in the middle of reading and I was like, why did they let Anakin train anyone? <laughs> <laughs> like the more I see Padawans and their masters and how complicated everything is, the more I'm like... Oh my god, Anakin didn't even think about what being a master was all about. He I know. He was just like, hey, Ahsoka, do you want to go blow that thing up? And she was like, but master. And he was like, bye, come on. <laughs> right? I mean, like, what the off. fuck? Anakin I mean, Anakin had to... I know. Like, Anakin t- taking Apprentice, honestly, was just one elaborate joke by the Jedi Council, honestly, <laughs> which, like, great way to raise children. Like, Yep. But I, also... Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, I didn't have a point. I'm just so... I'm like, Ahsoka deserved so much better than this fucking trash baby. But I mean... ironically, probably the only correct decision we've ever seen Yoda make during his lifetime. Ouch. Damn. I mean, hashtag oh. changed my mind. But, like, Jeez. obviously it did, like... It was a good was... idea for him to go into exile. Well, okay, fair point. Um, Damn! But, like, it worked out for Anakin and Ahsoka. Like, it was along the edge of a did knife, it? and it could have just as easily caught on fire. Yeah, yeah it did. Yeah, so had to leave the Jedi Order. <laughs> I mean, not because of her relationship and with Anakin. Anakin no. turned into Darth Vader. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Thank you, Miranda. But you know what? Ahsoka didn't die because Dave Filoni loves his children, oh, so it's God. all fine. Um, everything's <laughs> fine. And yeah, I will say it would have been a terrible it. decision if Filoni had killed Ahsoka, but... Oh my god. Oh, uh, to, to, to be fair, as Ahsoka says in the Ahsoka novel, she she had two parents. The other one was Obi-Wan, so... 
It's so true. Mm-hmm. Oh, the is real. <sighs> should should we wrap? Yeah, let's yeah, wrap after it up. That fucking uh, trash fire. <laughs> thank you for listening to this always insightful episode of the Book Wars Pod. Fuck you, Chris. Uh, next week we're continuing Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, reading chapters twelve through twenty-five. Uh, so please continue to read along with us and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Book Wars Pod. Kate is gesturing. Oh, just because today is uh, happy book birthday to Crush of Fate by Zoraida Cordova, which we will be reading at some point. And yeah. Myths and Fables by, I never remember the author. George Mann. I'm sorry, my friend. <laughs> I don't remember your name. Listen, yeah, two Star Wars books. It's literally like a word we try not to think about. <laughs> <George. True. laughs> Fuck off, Miranda. Stop. <laughs> it's like, did anybody watch House? Somebody's like, I've heard your name, like being like, I've heard of you, you're famous. And he's like, yeah, a lot of people have. It's also a noun. <laughs> Great. Yes, much like that. That was important. Um, yes, there are two new Star Wars books on shelves two days ago as you're listening to this. So go read them. Uh, anyway, hit us up at Book Wars Pod on social media, bookwarspod at gmail.com if you want to email us. Uh, and please, 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 if you have not already, rate, review, and subscribe to the Tashi Station God damn it. To us and the Tashi Station Radio <laughs> mega feed on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. I, I feel like Kristen is trying to chat and I'm just not seeing nope, it the screen. It's, it's absolutely not me. And you're oh. going to know who it is. It's fine. Chris, it's, <laughs> it's uh, Miranda. Number one, number one, lucky the outline. Number two, it's because um, people are messaging me on Discord. Oh, what? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's what you're hearing. So. Um, no, okay. that's anyway. not true. It's Miranda typing. No, also oh. people are messaging me on Discord. Oh, great. There are literally like bloopy noises happening. Oh, I can't hear those. Yeah, of course not, because you're not on my computer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, uh, Miranda is typing though, and she's the worst. Yep. Anyway, uh, please rate and review the podcast and the Tosh Station Radio Mega Feed. It is the best way for people to discover the show. And, you know, if you have anybody who you really dislike, send them our way <laughs> and they will want to die. Um, if you have the funds and are so inclined, please also give to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon it, uh, and give us coffee at ko-fi slash bookwarspod. It really helps us cover our hosting and production costs. Uh, and not only will you get to see the video that I will be posting by the time you read listen to this of Kate playing Vader Immortal, uh, <laughs> exclusive for the Tashi Station Patreon subscribers... You will also get, when you give us coffee, pictures of Hamlet. We have a really good video of Hamlet. Damn it. Oh. Oh. What am I doing right now? I'm tired, man. Porkchop. RIP Hamlet. I miss Hamlet. I also love Porkchop. Oh, my God. You will get great, uh, a really great video of Porkchop that we're just waiting for somebody to give us coffee so we can post on the Instagram. It's an amazing video. And official pupper of the pod... Kristen's dog, and he doesn't have a name yet. And probable yes. he also official isn't here yet. Yes, well, and probable official adult dog of the pod, me and Kate's dog, who will be finding out about soon. Yay! I hope so. Dog, very dog. good boy. Um, and so really, it's 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 a full on it's a full on animal squad, and as Miranda really wants everybody to know, when you give us coffee 
we will send you 30 to 50 feral hogs attacking your children. <laughs> Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. For Kate, Kristen, Miranda, and those feral hogs, I'm Chris. Are you? Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Can you fucking imagine somebody listening to this podcast in like a year? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs>